Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Our thoughts inform our beliefs, and our beliefs inform the way we feel. And the energy that we put out is constantly being reflected back to us, good or bad. These experiences in our life really create belief systems and feelings of being inadequate, unlovable, not good enough, feelings of not being safe in the world. When we ignore those feelings or push past them, what we do is we create what's a lot of, known as a lot of protection mechanisms. Controlling, raging, numbing out, drugs, alcohol. When you notice yourself in that negative, inner critic, fear-based loop, you have the awareness to, without judgment, witness the loop, you can choose again. When we begin to tend to our inner world, tend to the belief systems that we carry, we start to change energetically. And as that energy shifts, the presence of what we receive back is different. And life becomes a little bit easier, a lot easier in many cases. And it's not that the world outside of us changes, it's that we change. And in our change, miraculous shifts occur. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amra Sandu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And it is an awesome treat to be here today. We have with us someone that's been inspiring my evolution for a while now, Gabby Bernstein. Gabby, welcome to the show. Thank you, my love. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be with you. It is such a treat to be here. I have to ask, I've been following your work for quite some time, and I want to dive straight in. Um... 
when was it first that you started to realize that you were a super attractor and attracting things was a thing? Like, how did that open up as a whole? Because it's such a deep topic and it's something that you've helped countless and countless and countless of people with. I was reading in preparation for this podcast, uh, reading a lot and researching a lot. And one of my favorite comments on YouTube, because you talk about signs as well. And uh, one of my com- one of these comments on YouTube was, I swear, Gabby Bernstein is the sign that the universe keeps sending me. <laughs> I need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I truly feel that way myself at times as well. It's just like your content comes up and it's like, yeah, make sure, you know, just reminding you that, you know, you are always attracting things. When did this first come into your awareness? Um, and then we can talk a little bit about how to do it. Hmm. Well, I think that I was brought up to believe in the power of positive thinking and the power of our energy. I was brought up very spiritual. So the understanding of the metaphysical experience and the energy that we have creating the experiences that we experience was something that wasn't totally foreign to me. And I remember Mm -hmm. it really started to dig in for me when I was 25 and I'd just gotten sober and I was sitting in the basement of my mom's house and I was watching a DVD of, I mean, really crazy when you're 43 and you start dating yourself like that. And I'm watching this DVD, which most of your young listeners might not know what that is. And I was watching Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay talking about manifesting. And I just remember thinking to myself, I want that. I want that. I want to, I want to live that. I want Mm. to know that for myself. And I want to, I want to experience that. And so that's when I really started to be, become a real devote, devotee of, of spiritual principles and soaking up the teachings of Louise and Wayne and so many others. It's hard, isn't it, with Wayne to not? <laughs> like Wayne has such a beautiful frequency about him when you tune into his body of work. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's he, he's a total inspiration. Because you still so feel him, he's around. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because when you feel into his content, you can really feel that presence. It's this real, for me, it's like a cloud-like energy almost yeah. when you tune into his work. And it's, it's yeah, super supportive and an incredible gift um, for all of us to receive. So I guess the question that bleeds from there is, you know, you talk about vibration and frequency. Maybe you can explain that a little bit to us. Um, and then we can talk a little bit about how to keep that brimming and, okay, cool. and like, take care of ourselves in an energetic way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> our thoughts inform our beliefs mm. and our beliefs inform the way we feel and mm. the energy that we put out. And the energy that we put out is constantly being reflected back to us, good or bad. So when we begin to tend to our inner world and tend to the belief systems that we carry, we start to change energetically. And as that energy shifts, the presence of what we receive back is different. And life becomes a little bit easier, a lot easier in many cases. And it's not that the world outside of us changes, it's that we change. Mm -hmm. And in our change, miraculous shifts occur. And then is is the outside world consistently providing us feedback for who we are internally then? Is that, like, yeah. do we need to take that level of massive responsibility on for everything that's in our environment that we've created? Well, we can take on the responsibility for what we create locally, what we create in our interpersonal relationships, what we create 
in our social media feed, we can't, we're not going to take on the responsibility of the world's trauma. Mm. We're not going to say, oh, that war is because of my low vibe energy. Please don't do that. Mm. But recognizing how your energy affects the people and the experiences in your life is very valuable. To, and also mainly to do that from a place of non-judgment, to do that from a place of gentle witnessing and inquiry and curiosity and, and not from a place of, with the intention of shifting and healing. And so how do you, like, what does that look like for you in the day-to-day to keep what I'm going to call your vibration high? Um, I'm sure there's many other ways to dialogue that same phrase. Um, but what does it look like for you? And what do you recommend for people that are trying to manifest with ease, but also are aware that, you know, as within, so without? And how do I, can like, if potentially life doesn't look like the way that I want it to look like right now, what is the, what are some key places to start um, so that we can actually raise our vibration? I can tell you exactly how I raise my vibration today through every step I took. <laughs> so Please. I woke up in the morning and I was anxious and I was overwhelmed by some of the things that I've been really trying to control, <clears throat> work-related, people-related, just, just in big controller parts of myself. And I said a prayer. I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. I need help. Please step in. Show me what you got. I then got out of bed and had some playfulness. I played with my son. We made French toast. We, you know, there was no, there was no devices. There was no shows. There was no mom on the phone. It was just French toast. Mm. And had some fun and started my day off right with him. And then started to feel a shift because of that prayer. And then made a commitment to show up for the meeting I had with a truth-telling vibration of love and mm. share with my team that I wasn't feeling what I needed and use nonviolent communication, which I practice, which was saying, I'm noticing this and I'm feeling this and I need this and I think the next steps could be this. And mm. my adult, authentic, resourced self to my team. Mm. And then I had a long, so it was a lot of meetings. And then I had an hour in between before I started these Australian interviews, which is the afternoon here for me. And I did a 35 minute meditation with my cats. Mm. <laughs> and then I made a matcha and a smoothie and I came here. So <laughs> that's how I've been keeping my vibration going today. I love that. So it started with prayer in the morning. Um, and I really love that we started there, actually. Um, one of my favorite books, um, alludes to the fact that it's, um, old mate, mind of science, Ernest Holmes. And he talks about how prayer is actually this really powerful tool because you're never really that much more clearer in your thoughts than when mm. you're praying, because you're just mm -hmm. like, you're being direct, you're being clear, you're speaking to the creator whether you believe in the creator or not is a is a whole nother thing, but you are cultivating your state of mind and your thoughts into this linear, clear stream of consciousness to, hey, this is where I'm at. But also in your well prayer, there was well this said, huge beautiful. level of acceptance for where you there are really at as well. Can yeah, there really is. Those? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think my favorite prayer is the serenity prayer, right? Mm. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Honestly, I mean, that's, if you just said that prayer for the rest of your life, you're hooked up, my friend. <laughs> because you just, just acknowledging, grant mm. me the serenity, the serenity yeah. of surrender 
to accept that I can't change these things. Yeah. And just the courage is such a beautiful word, courage to, to know what I can change. And then how to know the difference, the wisdom to know the difference. And I think that prayer is, uh, uh, is the, the practice through which surrender occurs. Mm. When we say a prayer, we open our heart and we let go of our agenda and we give it over. And a lot of times people think that surrender is giving up. It's actually giving over. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And so in the experience of giving over, we're in prayer. Can you describe that a little bit more, what you mean by giving over? Because... Yeah, there is that energy around surrender, which is like, okay, let go and universe take control, you know, but you're saying give over. And is it still like, yeah, can you explain that a little bit further? Giving it over to the universe, giving it over to a God of your own understanding, mm. trusting and believing that there is a power greater than you that can help you, that help you just reorganize. Requires like a I lot did. of trust though, right? right? So it requires well, I think it faith. requires spiritual fitness, right? So, you know, read any of my books and I could help you. That's why I write books like The Universe Has Your Back and Super Attractor and Miracles Now and May Cause Miracles. And, you know, all of, a lot of my early, all my early books are really grounded and rooted in strengthening your faith in, mm. and welcoming a higher power of your own understanding, as they say in the 12 steps, higher power mm. of your own understanding. And what a gift to be able to have that perspective on life. It truly oh, is. I, um... One of my favorite books that you've written is um, is The Universe Has Your Back. And I use this again and again and again and again for myself, is even just tuning into the feeling of does the universe have my back when I close my eyes and just what, what it brings up for me. is like, do I really believe this right now? Mm. And sometimes I'm 100% with it. And I'm like, yeah, everything is culminating into like, I've got ancestors that lived and like passed away and brought me here. And I am the pinnacle of all that energy and all those forces this is incredible. What a gift to be alive. But then there are some days where it's like, actually, there was that time that such and such did such and such. And there was that time that something happened and it was like, mm, and, oh, I'm not trusting. And I can feel it. And I use it as a really incredible litmus tool to sort of see how my energetic state is actually going, um, just to feel into whether I feel like the universe has my back. I think um, there are points where we interface with things that hold us back from potentially manifesting. Can you elaborate a little bit on those and yeah, what you think those are the things that actually hold us back? Well, I think trying to control an outcome, trying to have your agenda, the timeline, the expectations, 
judgment holds us back from manifestation, self-attack, judgment of others. Uh, we have the the low vibration feelings that we get hooked into. So we can get really wrapped in those kinds of low vibration energy and not feel like we have a way out. And that's why I love, you know, in my book, Super Attractor, I share a method called the Choose Again Method, mm -hmm. which is all about really noticing the negative thoughts, forgiving the thought, mm -hmm. and then choosing again, reaching for the next best feeling thought over and over and over again. I was hoping we'd get there in this episode, to be honest. Choosing Again has been, it's a very simple tool and yet it's an extremely powerful tool um and it is hands down my favorite tool that i've walked away with um from you've got an extensive body of work um but it's yeah like you said just to choose again choose again choose again and it's i use it for so many things and oftentimes we have this inner narrative that is you know going on in our heads and sometimes it's not the most supportive one and mm. so, sometimes it's just running 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 and then i'll just go oh wait that's been running Oh, yeah. And Gabby said, I've got a choice. <laughs> that's right, baby. That's right. If you hear a cat meowing, that's my cat who decided to join us in this. In this <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love that you're using it because it's such a profound tool. Such a profound tool. Yeah. And what are the, like, what are the impetuses to choose again? Um, like, what are some of the things that you generally notice people are suffering with that invoke you to say, hey, you can choose again? Um, are there consistent things? Like, is it the, uh, emotional states? Is it negative thought patterns? Um, I use it for a variety of different things, but I wonder what yeah was inspiring for you to sort of invite people to choose again. Is it? I think yeah. it's when you notice the loop, when you notice yourself in mm. that negative inner critic fear-based loop. And if you have the awareness to, without judgment, witness the loop, you can choose again. And that is the intention of that method to just really give you a practice to think your way out through thoughts that you believe in mm. and guide yourself back to a different belief system. Now you're not going to choose thoughts. You're not going to choose to be like, I'm broke and now I'm a millionaire. You know, you're going to just start to choose for what you believe in. Well, I mm. believe that there is some creative possibilities for abundance out there. And I know I have resources through social media and you reach for the next best feeling thought and you reach for the thoughts that you believe in. Mm. Having chosen again and again and again and again using this model, um, first of all, the the key thing that I've noticed is it's a tool for self-empowerment, really fundamentally, because you start to own where you are first and go, oh, I notice that's happening. And mm. even just acknowledging that you have a choice is mm -hmm. a huge, huge piece for a lot of people I know. Because oftentimes I think we're locked in this victim state where life is happening to us and yes. we don't necessarily feel like we have a choice. Um, and exercising this in the smaller things, I've already seen the ripple that it has on the larger things. Can you just yeah, totally. the victimhood state and how, to, how this supports that? I think that we walk around our lives just rehearsing the role of victim over and over and over again every single mm. day. And when we start to become the witness of our perpetual storylines and belief systems and protection mechanisms, we can then soften and choose to turn in and just take a closer look. Okay, what's happening there? 
And upon reflection, we can get to know that that's really just us reacting to these younger parts of us that have been really activated, really scared, really traumatized. Mm -hmm. So when we have the ability to start to attune to those younger parts of us, we can safely choose again. Mm. And is that because a lot of our fears and all those, like a lot of our wounds come from when we're a lot younger and those are running our adult minds and adult lives? Most of them, yeah. Most of our fears and concerns and yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We are living our life from little little children inside of us. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have these experiences as children that are adverse in any way, whether it's something like a big T trauma, like being abused or Mm. something small T trauma, like being told you're stupid by your teacher. And these experiences in our life really create belief systems and really a lot of terror, feelings of being inadequate, unlovable, not good enough, feelings of not being safe in the world. And when we ignore those feelings or push past them, what we do is we create what's known as a lot of protector parts, protection mechanisms. Mm. So controlling, raging, numbing out, drugs, alcohol, all these different ways of managing and putting out the fire of those younger experiences. And my cat's running around now. And when we, when we, and then we wind up living in 99% of the time, living in protector part from protector part to protect, you know, so controlling everything. And then, you know, I'm just speaking for myself and then, you know, moving mm-hmm. into, um, you know, that like, I have to fix everything. I'm a fixer. And, you know, just sort of these, these mm-hmm. energies that, and these parts of us have really valuable roles in our life, but mm-hmm. they're just, when they're in protector mode, they're really extreme and they can be really at times detrimental to others around us and to us because we're just in a chaotic state that's not, balanced and supported. And so we're consistently reactive. So if you think about it like this, we've got a little family of inner children inside of us that are reacting and managing and putting out fires and they need tending to, they need help. And Mm. they have an internal parent that we've forgotten about, but has always been there. And that's self with a capital S. Self is the courageous God within us, the love within us, the universal energy within us, the courage, the compassion, the calm and the connection. And when we start to tap into self, we can let self help those younger parts. And it's, um, that's, that's been the greatest experience of my life. What I'm speaking about is known as internal family systems therapy, which has been um, created by my very, very close friend, Dr. Richard Schwartz. Mm. And it's a practice that I've used for myself and my own therapy with my therapist for Mm. a decade and then have been trained in now. And my 10th book, which I'm writing right now is called self-help. And it's all about helping people recognize those parts of themselves and let their self-energy accumulate so that they can help themselves with that internal resource parent that they have inside. Even the self in that story sounds like a like a benevolent parent in some way, like the parent that you wish oh, you yeah. had in some ways, right? Your Buddha nature, your God nature, and very much the all-knowing, loving, compassionate, calm, courageous, connected, curious, creative part of who we are that is Mm. an internal parent that we never had yeah wow and like as i've obviously been exposed to like inner child wisdom but this sounds like there's a whole bunch of little children inside you with lots of different energies and emotions coming up can you elaborate so there's so there's we've got lots of different 
yeah, can you explain that a little bit further for us? Totally. So um, in IFS, there's there's a few different parts. So there's the exiled yeah. little children are the ones that had trauma that were felt like they were not good enough, very young. Mm-hmm. And they've been very much pushed down, locked up, asked to just stay and down repressed. in the basement, don't come out, you know, repressed, yeah. yes. And then there's the protectors, which come in two forms. There's the managers, which are like mm-hmm. most commonly with us all day long. So that's you know, maybe for me, it's the controller or I've said that multiple times now, um, or the, um, the, the part of me that wants to like, you know, get outraged when something isn't working out. Uh, those are the managers. And then there's the firefighters when the managers can't keep those exiles down and they get super triggered. The uh, firefighters come up, and those firefighters are usually I know those guys. <laughs> I know those guys. <laughs> the firefighters are like picking up the drink, picking up the drug, picking up mm. the booze. You know, um, getting you know, getting high on anything, right? Just to numb it out, shut Even it down. Social media these days as well. Yeah, social yeah, media yeah. could be a firefighter. Absolutely, anything that becomes addictive and helps you dissociate. Mm. And so, there's a lot of different parts, and they have different roles, <laughs> and they're all yeah. working hard to keep that fear and feelings of impermissible terror to keep it down and numb it out. And so they're working almost in a concert to sort of keep us, yeah, it's almost like we've got to keep us protected from triggers in some ways, right? Like, so they're navigating the world through triggers. That's right, babe. Yeah, wow. Okay. Incredible. And so learning to, what does IFS help us, like, to then, from there, like, do you learn to, notice the trigger and then learn to give each of those different children, family members, what they need in that particular moment. How do you, yeah, in a simplified way, in a simplified way, that is some of the goal, right? So it's like to get to know those parts, to get to know the protectors, to check in with them in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really democratizing this in a way through my next book. So I've simplified it for, the folks who may not find it in a therapy session or someone who maybe hopefully will find their way to that therapy session yeah. as a therapist. And so the steps that I've chosen, I'm calling it the check-in method. Mm-hmm. And it's about <clears throat> choosing to check in. So in the moment saying, okay, I'm triggered and something's mm-hmm. really up for me. And I notice it, like I have enough awareness of it that I can just check inside mm-hmm. um, rather than continuing, you know, trying to protect. And then checking inside, you would become curious is the next step. And just asking some curiosity questions. What does that feel like? What do I know about that part of me? How old is it? How long has it been around? Does it like its job? You know, just kind of getting to know it. Mm. And then the third step is to compassionately connect. And that's extending compassion through the mere act of asking the part of you, what do you need? Yeah. And... That could be anything, right? You can do it with any part of you. Yeah. But what, like asking yourself what you need, that could look different depending on which internal system you're connecting to. Yeah. Often these parts are so young, right? So what the, the common response is, I want to play. I need relaxation. I need to be seen. I need space. I need to breathe. You know, I just, I need to play. I need to dance. They're, they want to be children. Mm. I noticed that bringing the conversation almost full circle back to what you were saying initially in terms of your day started with prayer and then you moved into play. And I noticed that that was a big part of you, which is, okay, today is feeling a certain way. 
and let's play. <laughs> you know, you started with prayer, and the next part of your recipe um, to bring your vibration back up was to introduce play into it, and even just the conscious awareness to keep things like EMF and your phones and stuff out of it, and just to, yeah, connect to your little one. <laughs> That's right. Bless him. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, into that, into that state of play. Does it help having children in some way? This is a random question, but does it help having children to connect to that inner state of your own inner children? Um, oh, fuck yes. So having a child is is the greatest activation of your own inner children. Mm. And it's also so often can be the greatest catalyst for inner work if you choose it. A lot of people don't. A lot of people just do what their parents did. But mm. if you... Your children are going to bring up all your shit from, yeah, from conception to birth to the to death, okay? <laughs> yeah. To your death, hopefully, not before, yes. And so, you know, it's 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 wild. Yeah, they bring it all up. And my child's given me the greatest – he's my guru. He's given me so much opportunity to grow. And, you know, you're, you're, you're building a human. You're helping a you're – you're shepherding a human, Mm. And it's it's wild. It's such a troop, isn't it? I noticed even in the early stages because um, my son, being two almost two years now, he's um yeah. There's all this sleep deprivation that comes in. As, as I'm sure you're familiar. <laughs> that was a knowing look. Uh, and I I just found it really remarkable just how much resilience that called upon within me to need. Um, and how much I didn't have that resilience after like all the sleep deprivation came down. I feel like my resilience came all the way down. And like you said, if you look, if you take the time to look and not just be reactive and again, supported in parts by your work as well through the truth, like things like trees again, I, I just found all my shadows, like all this stuff that was repressed, just jumping over the fence, stuff that I was really good at. I'd, I'd done a lot of personal development work, yeah, right? Like, so I had this wall that I was like, yeah, like I can navigate all this stuff. Control. <laughs> I had a lot of self-control. And then when the sleep went out, the resilience went out, and all this stuff, I was just reacting. And I was like, man, I've done all this work. Like, who's this guy? Well, give yourself some grace. That's the sleep deprivation can can destroy you. So yeah. give yourself more yeah. Mm. yeah. But I also started looking at it as like a spiritual evolutionary path and a moment in time where I was actually, that was my initiation and in realizing that spiritually, potentially, my son is looking at me going, yeah, all this stuff, mate, I don't want it. You know, like, can you do some work on it? Because this is your opportunity to, to right. heal it if you really want to go there. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started first looking into like, oh, there's repressed inner child parts for me that I've not looked at, but this is like almost like, I, th I feel like this IFS is taking this conversation further because it's, at the moment I've been entertaining the idea of, okay, there's a, a part of me that's a child that's, you know, potentially been neglected or there's parts of it that, you know, haven't been addressed and it's just wanted to come out and have a play and, you know, look at things. But this looks like there's multiple parts or multiple figures in your system that potentially you want to look at and address. Yeah, and you look at them when they're safe to look at, and you know I often recommend with the care of a therapist. Or mm. when I write my book, I'll give you the guidance on how to do it. And you know, mm. while I'm writing my book, and and but even just acknowledging that the activation, that the triggers are just young parts of you, that's a huge, huge step forward. Yeah, I love that. One of the questions I've always wanted to ask you is: We've got this. It's like in order to get. Sorry, going back to um, 
like abundance attraction, vibration frequency, back to this conversation. Um, I just, it finds me again, like the, the, the mind sort of struggles with this awareness of, okay, in order to be of a high vibration, to be like, to manifest what I said before, to manifest, like you said before, you need to accept and let go and, you know, give it over. It sounds so counterintuitive. Do you get the rub that I'm trying to allude to? It's like, I want to be here. And so I've got to give up wanting anything, <laughs> you know? Do you, no, you, you don't know. have to give up wanting. You just have to give up your attachment to what it is that you want. So sure, you could you could want something and you could desire it, but what if it could be better than even what you think? Mm. So turning it over, giving it over, allows it to become what it's meant to be. Mm. And when we're super attached to the outcome, we get in the way. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And we find again that people are in our own way again and again. Is I've uh, yeah yeah, and this is the where the headspace and the control and all the yeah responding from that place of being triggered gets in the way. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Gabby, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly here with us today. I have to admit, even in your work, like I've, it's given me so much opportunity, the stuff that you rawly call out again and again and again and again. And I just want to, parting thoughts, one of the things that really, you're, you're giving a talk on triggers and, um, and it was, hey, have a look at what's triggering you and have a look at whether there's, well, my takeaway from it, I'm butchering what you're saying, probably paraphrasing it, um, but it was like, have a look inside what part of you is triggered because it's it's repressed. And I remember early days before I like really started connecting to your work, I was like, that was almost like a pivotal point where I was what, like watching you online. I was like, oh, I realize I've had triggers around Gabby because there's actually been this, you're too young to be espousing such deep, profound spiritual wisdom. No, but do you know what I mean? And I literally had this response and I was like, nah. And I was like, and, and, I, and there was, and I, that was a trigger. And I was like, I can't buy a hundred percent of what she's saying. Cause she doesn't have a big white gray beard. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, have a look at what, like what's really in there. And it's like, Oh, actually, we're all spiritual beings and we've all got spiritual wisdom. And actually, Amrit, there's a part of you that is also dedicated to sharing spiritual wisdom and you're repressing that part as you're repressing Gabby. Totally. And it was this huge unraveling that I went through. Um, and I'm just really grateful for the way you show up again and again, raw, stripped, authentic, just willing to just, yeah, put all the cards at the table for people to reveal and unveil whatever's holding them back from, yeah, just living their fullest life again and again and again, Gabby, really. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. So beautiful. Thank you for mm. sharing that. Really Why can't we just do it in Sydney and Australia? I'll be in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and come in there soon. So I hope, will I see you in any of those cities? I hope so. Yeah, you'll definitely see me in Melbourne. There is no chance you're not seeing me here in Melbourne. And we are a big, 
a big intention to try and get as many people to come along and experience the, like, I love your talks. So we'll put a link to, um, whether, wherever you are in Australia, um, yeah, to Melbourne, whether you're in Sydney or in Melbourne or in, uh, or in Brisbane there, you'll have links to the events coming up shortly. Um, and also some of my favorite pieces of Gabby's content, just in case you're sort of like, Hey, this episode was dope, but I'm also really curious to see what her live talks are like. You can check them out um, in the show notes below. And uh, yeah. yeah, and just on behalf of the Australian community, Gabby, thank you so much for coming down under. I know it's. Uh... Oh <laughs> now that I've been with all these Australian people this last week, I'm so excited. <laughs> We're so I'll blessed. See you in yeah, I can't wait to see when you're down here. Thank you so much for thank doing you. this. Bye, baby. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.